Well, sitting in the pews and taking everything in, do you ever get the feeling like you might not fit in here? Like you're not sure if you belong? Maybe it feels like the service was designed for someone else in mind and you're just watching other people do the whole God, Jesus, church thing or maybe you look forward to the Christmas Eve service every year but inside you know you don't care about it as much as grandma does, right? Or that one aunt that's super religious. Have you ever found yourself wondering if this whole church thing's really for you? If you really belong here? Anyone? Anyone else? It's just me. Believe it or not, I feel that way sometimes too. Sometimes I catch a glimpse of myself in the pulpit and I get a little shot of imposter syndrome. Right, me? <laughs> Seriously, I'm the pastor? I do the talking and, and they keep showing up? But you know, one of the things that I've come to learn or, or come to know is that my occasional feelings of, of not belonging or not fitting the mold, well, they have more to do with the mold than with me. As a church, I think we've spent way too much time over the centuries talking about who gets in, who's kicked out, who's caught somewhere in the middle. And these conversations, they, they cause us all to wonder where we stand with God, right? Is this Christmas story, is it really for us? And so friends, if there's one thing I'd like to say this year, get across, that the Christmas story doesn't belong to perfect people who have it all together. It doesn't belong to the the religious who have like put in their reps. It doesn't belong to the super cute young family who managed to get all their kids to show up in matching clothes, right? The, The Christmas story doesn't belong to a certain type of person or a certain type of church. The Christmas story, it's good news for all people, like for everyone, 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 everyone. So let's talk about it. The Christmas story, the birth of Jesus. I wonder if you, if you had to pick one word to describe the Christmas story, what would it be? One word to sum up the Jesus in a manger moment. Is it festive, holy, Magical, silent, divine, angelic. What kind of night was it? How would you go about describing it? Now, obviously, I had more time with this question than than all of you. And the word that stood out to me this year was lowly. Yeah, lowly. Exactly 800 years ago, on December 24th, 1223, St. Francis of Assisi had this radical idea. To him, at times, the grand sanctuaries and the, the festive services caused people to miss the lowliness of Christmas. And so in the small Italian village of Umbria, he found a dirty cave and set up what we now consider the very first nativity scene. 
He had villagers stand in as Mary, Joseph, and the shepherds. He brought in oxen and donkeys. It was cold and dark and dirty as St. Francis led the congregation outside for their midnight mass. It wasn't a spectacle or a performance. It was a profound effort to help his congregation connect with, with how lowly Jesus' birth was. And so, yeah, the, the word this year is, is lowly. Imagine with me, you're walking the streets of Bethlehem that holy night, and you faintly begin to hear the distinct cries of a newborn baby. It's getting dark, so you go and investigate. You keep walking further from town. You can tell you're getting closer, but why would there be a baby out here right, at this time of night? You start to wonder if everything's okay. So your heart rate, it jumps. Right, your walk turns into a bit of a frantic jog, and then as you turn the corner, you set your eyes on all of it, and it startles you. You're not sure if you should be calling for help or if you should just keep walking. There's a young girl who looks exhausted from the position she's propped up in and the expression on her face. You realize she just gave birth in a stable. You still can't hear the baby crying. You still can hear the baby crying, but you don't see it anywhere. Then all of a sudden, you realize that the baby's been placed in the manger, in the feeding trough. The whole scene's actually a little unpleasant, a little hard to look at. You feel bad for the young family. Part of you wonders what sort of tragic life events or, or poor life choices might lead to a baby being brought into the world in such lowly circumstances. Right? No one would ever choose to have their baby like that. So what's going on in their life that this is where they ended up? It's rather lowly. Like it, it hurts a little bit to think about it. Friends, tonight I'm going to read the Christmas story. And yeah, it is, it is good news of great joy for all people. But man, that's a lowly way to enter the world. Right? What a raw and, and messy and vulnerable way to be born. And that right there, that's part of what makes the Christmas story so good. Hear now a telling of Jesus' birth as written down in the Gospel of Luke. In those days, Caesar Augustus declared that everyone throughout the empire should be enrolled in the tax list. This first enrollment occurred when Quirinius governed Syria. Everyone went to their own cities to be enrolled. Since Joseph belonged to David's house and family line, he went from the city of Nazareth in Galilee to David's city called Bethlehem in Judea. He went to be enrolled together with Mary who was promised with to him in marriage and who was pregnant. While they were there, the time came for Mary to have her baby. She gave birth to her firstborn child, a son. She wrapped him in cloth and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. 
Nearby shepherds were living in the field, guarding their sheep at night. The Lord's angels stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. The angel said, don't be afraid. Look, I bring good news of great joy for all people. Your Savior has been born today in David's city. He is Christ the Lord. This is a sign for you. You will find a newborn baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great assembly of the heavenly forces was with the angels praising God. They said, glory to God in the heavens and on earth, peace among those whom God favors. When the angels returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, let's go right now to Bethlehem and see what has happened. Let's confirm what the Lord has revealed to us. They went quickly and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger. When they saw this, they reported what had been told to them about this child. Everyone who heard it was amazed at what the shepherds had told them. Mary, she treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned home, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. Everything happened just as they had been told. And that family of God is the Christmas story, the lowly birth of Jesus. Now, I like to imagine when Mary and Joseph retold the story of Jesus' birth to their friends, they were met with with more of a jaw-dropped look of of what? (laughs) You had him where? Wait, 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 wait. And there were shepherds there. You know, sometimes, sometimes I think as we celebrate who was born on Christmas, we, we miss out on the power of, of how he was born. It's a remarkably unimpressive scene. There's nothing about the nativity that would cause you to think that they were important people, right? That, that someone special was born. And that's sort of the point. That's sort of what makes it good news for all people. You see, the lowliness of Jesus' birth makes it so that that no one would ever feel like Jesus was out of reach for them. But you don't have to feel particularly impressive to find yourself in this story if a bunch of shepherds can approach the manger. There's room in this story for all of us. And it's not just Jesus' birth that's lowly, In fact, lowliness is a a defining characteristic of his entire life, his ministry. Jesus goes on to surround himself with the sick, the poor, the outcast, and the unclean. He brings a message of God and God's love outside of the temple and the synagogues, away from people who who already felt deserving and entitled, and, and he shared it with those who didn't feel like they belonged. There's one passage where Jesus gets to describe himself. He describes his heart. And we often like to use words like king and lord to describe Jesus. But when he describes himself, he says, he says, come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart. And you will find rest for your souls 
Jesus' lowliness captured the hearts of the socially unimpressive, which is why they cheer that much louder when he parades in on Palm Sunday riding a measly donkey. And I'll tell you, Jesus' lowliness has a whole lot to offer and teach a world that's constantly trying to impress, but rarely satisfied. And so this Christmas, if, if you've been going through some things, it's been a struggle. There's been pain and loss and setbacks. If you find yourself feeling a little lowly this year, know that you're in good company. This story is for you. Jesus gets it. Mary and Joseph got it. They all knew what it was like to have nowhere to go on Christmas. They knew what it was like to feel like they didn't belong, like they didn't fit in, like they were nearing rock bottom. Friends, God gets it. If you've ever found yourself stuck, constantly striving for bigger and better, and yet, yet never feeling fully satisfied with, with what you have or, or with who you are, this story's for you. I encourage you to embrace the lowliness of Christmas, the lowliness of the manger, the lowliness of Jesus. Let the Christmas story serve as an invitation to ease up on the, the need to impress and instead just to be filled, be filled with gratitude and love and, and compassion for those around you. And finally, if you find yourself feeling full, like filled to the brim with love and joy and family and, and everything you could possibly imagine, this story's for you too. This Christmas, keep your eyes out for the lowly of the world. As Jesus said, whatever you do for the least of these, whatever you do for the lowliest of these, you do for me. And so might this story inspire you to, to make room to, to offer help, to reach out, to give back. And if you need any help with this, let us know. Let the church know. Let us go on a journey with you. What I've come to know about this place and these people, this church is a safe space for those who are feeling lowly. This church is a safe space to let your walls down and, and not feel like you need to impress anyone. And, and this church is a great place to begin giving back. As a church, we have over quadrupled our financial support of various charities and nonprofits in the area. We're funding projects, supporting refugees, offering food, warm clothes, Christmas presents to anyone who may need them. As a church, we're constantly striving to be a place of worship, welcome, and justice, all because God chose to enter the world, our world, in the lowliest of ways. And so together, we celebrate the radically inclusive and welcoming way of Jesus. We celebrate a God who gets it. We celebrate the Christmas story, the good news story, it's great joy for all people. Know that you are loved. Know that you are enough. 
Know that you can make a difference. Merry Christmas. Amen.